Wisdime Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. Today's topic will be on earth as it is in heaven. And what I wanted to do before getting into the topic is just give you guys an idea of how I actually go about preparing for a podcast. Um, Often what happens is God will bring a thought to mind that I can just tell there's something on it. There's there's a spark of life in my own heart and mind. And I just take that thought and I write it down and then I start fleshing it out. And it's just a few thoughts here and there, maybe a verse or two. And then I just review those notes and start to share. And the reason I share that with you is because I think that's a lot of times the way we get revelation is we get an idea from God. It's divinely inspired. And as we share it, as we think about it, as we write it down, as we meditate on that, that thought expands and God begins to connect scripture and connect ideas and you really begin to get divine revelation. And so I just wanted to share that to you, uh, with you, just that um, it might be a part of your own process of getting revelation from God. And, you know, as I've been thinking about uh, this phrase, on earth as it is in heaven, one of the thoughts that I'm having is potentially creating a series um, with this topic. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do it yet or not. If I do, I will go back and relabel all of the titles um, in their sequential order. So part one, part two, part three, etc. If it's just a one-off, then then um, then you won't see any more uh, related to on earth as it is in heaven. But the reason I, I wanted to to talk about this today is if you think about Jesus prayer, Matthew six, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And something I've just been thinking about recently is oftentimes the things we do uh, related to action or obedience or serving or uh, doing that thing that God has put in us to do as our calling in life Oftentimes it can look really spiritual and it can look like it's the right thing and it's, it's God given. And what I've seen in my own life and seen in the lives of others is oftentimes we can do something externally that looks like God, but the internal experience of the process is sorely lacking heaven's perspective. And here's things I mean, like we can do things really radical and yet be full of fear, be full of anxiety, be full of doubt, be full of um, fear of rejection while we're doing those things. And you know what? We may even see some fruit happen. And honestly, that's what makes it sometimes such a fine line to really know what's performance and what's really the grace of God motivating, inspiring me to act in such a way that God's kingdom is established in and around my life. And, you know, 2 Corinthians 3 talks about uh, that the the former covenant had glory on it. The old covenant actually had glory on it. But compared to the glory on the new covenant, it's like it had no glory at all. And I find that is that is the challenge uh, with, with discerning what's God and what's me trying to do something great for God that God's not mad about me doing, but he's not necessarily the author of that idea, even though he may bless it and it's fruitful in the end. But if I'm dying on the inside all the time, 
what happens is I start creating a mindset and a perspective and an expectation that anything God asks me to do, I'm going to hate. And before you know it, you are burned out on obeying God. You don't want to hear his voice. You don't want to be directed and led by him. You just want him to leave you alone because you're, you're full of fear that that's the way that the kingdom works is, is it's advanced through fear. It's advanced through anxiety. Uh, it's advanced at your expense. And so I want to look at a, a verse in James chapter 3 because I think this will help us begin to discern what's God, what's not God. Because heaven, the atmosphere of heaven is, is God's desire for the earth. And I promise you, heaven's not anxious. Heaven's not fearful. P, uh, the, uh, the people in heaven are not wondering uh, how it's all going to work out. They are at rest. There is peace. There is joy. There is relationship. It is pure bliss. That is heaven's experience. And so for us to to take on board thoughts and ideas that are anti the nature and character of God, even in our obedience, isn't going to help us in the end. So James chapter 3, talking about wisdom, makes this statement, and to me it's really powerful. It says this, verse 17, But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So notice this. The wisdom from God or from heaven is first of all pure. And that second word says, or that second phrase is then peace loving. That literally means full of peace. So guys, think about this. If God is giving you divine wisdom that comes with action and obedience. And remember, obedience in the New Testament and the New Covenant is joyful. It's based in our identity. We do it from who we are. We do it from the grace of God, not for acceptance, not for approval, but from acceptance and from approval. We are already approved of because of Jesus. But it's peace-loving. What does that mean? That means when we obey God, it's full of peace. You actually like obeying Him. It is enjoyable inside and outside, even if you are resistant, even if someone rejects you. You know, here's the thing. When you're expecting rejection, it's like you're a magnet, and you begin to pull those experiences into your own experience. But when you, when you recognize the peace of God is, is what sustains and motivates you, then even if rejection comes, it doesn't have a sting like when you're expecting rejection or when you're living under performance. It actually, um, it's like water off a duck's back. It doesn't bother you. You get over it. You know why? Because you never trusted in yourself anyway to close the deal in whatever action you're taking. You were always trusting the grace of God and the favor of God and the life of God and the power of God to work through you. So if it doesn't look like you thought it did in your mind, it doesn't matter because your identity in Christ wasn't on the line to begin with. And that's good news. And my concern at times is, in the name of getting the job done, we learn how to be heroes. 
but we don't learn how to bring heaven. We learn how to do something that impresses people because it's radical, because it's risk-taking, but it's not governed by the Prince of Peace. It's not governed by the Holy Spirit. And how do you know that your actions are governed by the Holy Spirit? Well, Galatians 5 gives you a listing of His fruit. The Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Guys, when God speaks to you, the fruit of your emotions, the fruit of those actions will be governed by those different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. And that is refreshing. It's, 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 it's rejuvenating. It's exciting. There's no fear of failure because you already know that you have succeeded because of who Jesus is and He lives in you. And that's good news. So my encouragement to all of us, is as we learn to recognize the voice of God, let's realize that it will inspire fruitful obedience. It does not inspire forceful obedience. God doesn't force you to do things. He inspires you to act. He inspires you. You become compelled to love. You become compelled to give things away. You become compelled by the nature of God. That's the good news of the kingdom of God. That's the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And the thing is, guys, um, <laughs> I had this thought the other night. I was having a little bit of a, a panic about a certain circumstance. And I just heard God bring this thought to mind. Panic prayers aren't heaven's state of mind. And I realized that when I'm praying from a state of panic, I'm praying from my own effort not God's sustaining promise and power. I want you to think about that. If you're constantly in panic when you're praying, and you think that by your prayers, by your many words, you will be heard, that you have to somehow sustain God uh, looking at you and giving you attention by your prayers, we have missed the culture of heaven. Heaven is not in a state of panic. Heaven is full of peace and full of rest. Therefore, one word of prayer can be just as powerful as 30,000 words of prayer when you're not really sure if God is good. When you know your dad is good, you don't beg him anymore. You trust him. So one of the things that we had going on that was a bit of a challenge was I found mold in my basement, um, which may sound like not a big deal, but it was kind of a big deal. And uh, we cleaned it up. We took care of it. It looked fine. Found some, some water on the other side of that wall and just was a little nervous of what was going to happen. And I woke up that morning and I just heard God speak to my heart and say, hey, I got this. Nothing to worry about. And I saw a picture in my mind of me. Now this may sound funny to some of you, but that's okay. doesn't matter if it sounds funny. But I saw a picture in my mind of me laying my hand on the wall and praying that the wall would be dry and it would be dried out. So I got up that morning and went downstairs and no one was around, thankfully. But I laid my hand on the wall and prayed that the wall would be dry. 
I prayed one time, and in my heart I knew it's done. I don't need to do anything else. I don't need to beg God. I don't need to clamor heaven to make him do something. But I trust him. He spoke to me. There was grace to respond. I responded. Let's see what happens. Well, we had somebody come out and check it, and it was a free uh, free check checkup. They had a, this little tool that they took across the wall that actually uh, measured the moisture within the wall. They measured uh, the washroom. They measured the closet. They measured the hallway. All these walls that were affected by this potential problem. And the report that they gave back to us was, every wall is bone dry. There is no problem here. Even if there was mold, it can't survive. It's, everything is dry. And they left... And I just thought, God, this is amazing. I was so encouraged. Now, we put the fans out. We aired it out. We prayed. And I'm not saying that it was just my prayer and the other natural, practical things we did didn't have an effect. But you know what? At the end of the day, I know the day before, I felt the wall and it was wet. And the next day, everything was bone dry. He said, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing that you need to be concerned about. Everything's okay. Watch it. If it comes back, let me know. Otherwise, you can move forward. And what I knew in my heart was God likes to take care of the things that matter to us. And I've heard others make that statement before, but this was just one of those experiences for me that just, it was right in in my backyard, so to speak. God took care of an issue that I didn't know how big of an issue it would be, and it turned out to be no issue at all. And that was what he had put in my my heart and mind was, I've got this, there's nothing to worry about. And sure enough, that's exactly what our experience was. So, I want you to know again, God is good, He's for you, and we don't need to be moved by panic. We don't need to be moved by fear. We don't need to be moved by anxiety and insecurity. According to the scriptures, Jesus dealt with all of those things on the cross when it says he died to sin once for all. And it says if we have been baptized into his baptism, then we have been united into that death and we have been united into his resurrection. So the process that we're all working out is recognizing those old ways of thinking, those old perspectives, are they're obsolete. They're no longer required. They're no longer needed. And they can be put away. They've actually been put away. And we just need to realize we don't need to pick them up again. So I want to encourage you, as you're hearing God's voice, as you're reading His Word, and He's speaking to you through His Word, All of your obedience will be governed by the fruit of the Spirit. It will be governed by the Holy Spirit. There will be so much grace to respond with action that is radical. It It will look radical, but it will be governed by peace and joy. And that's the good news. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes so iTunes will recommend this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care.